Hey, Afronauts. I'm Chelsea Gaydon. I'm Beatrice Winifred Eicher. And I'm Jill Too. And welcome to Afronauts Podcast. Hey, y'all. Hey, how's it been? Hey. It's been pretty good. How's your week going? Good. Autumn has yeah. arrived. It's autumn. It's not autumn. Not it's autumn. Do you say it's fall autumn. or autumn? I say fall. Do you say fall or autumn? Autumn, autumn sounds nice, but I'm a fall girl. Well, yeah, Beatrice is a, is a poet. It's, you're right autumn it's poetic it is it, it is autumn here and i'm loving it high what's, what's the high yeah okay yeah high of what yeah the mid 60s mid 60s mm. are the leaves turning the mornings like for my runs are like 40s Ooh. uh 50s frigid, frigid. <laughs> but that's tolerable it's wonderful it's wonderful for a run Yes, yeah. for a run, that's, that's perfect. Well, yeah. I would have to wear like a mask because my little lungs can't handle the cold. Beatrice, you're on sub now, right? Ooh. I am. I am on sub <laughs> for the first Ooh. time ever. How is that going? Where's your where's your mental health at? Um good because I am now two projects after that one. Mm-hmm. I am just like I'm moving. You've just I'm forgotten. Just You're just forward. like I, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I've forgotten it fully. Like that's I, the that's the only way to that, do it and stay. Yeah, that sounds good. That's the best yeah. way. That's the best thing I think I could have done. I'm really proud of myself for doing that. Like yeah, I wrote that picture book and then I finished. Oh oh, oh y'all! I finished the middle grade today. Oh, which is really exciting. That is really like, exciting. Literally like hours ago. Hours. Ago. Awesome. Like literally today. And yeah. Literally today, and sent it to my agent. So that's done, and my brain has now moved on to my YA horror. That so is fantastic. when I say, like, so like that's why I'm like I I am so far past it because I cannot. If I sit there and worry about that book, I won't write the three other ones that are waiting for me. So sure. yeah, I'm trying to focus key. on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. That's great. Yeah, stay busy. Yeah. What about you being on sub, Jill? This is like your 18th time, so. No. <laughs> it's like, like, this, this is my industry. third time on sub, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's going okay. I feel like um, it comes in waves. Like sometimes I'm like totally fine. There's definitely like enough going on in my like other writing projects that I should be distracted. Um, but it comes in waves. I think, you know, I, if, if I had Gone on, gone on submission with a full manuscript, I think I wouldn't even be thinking about it because it's like, oh, it's a full manuscript. Someone's got to read it, like it, get second reads, go to acquisitions, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's a proposal, I'm like, oh, like they could read that really fast. Like it could be happening right yeah. now. They could be, you know? And so- yeah. Someone could be like, this is ready. Yeah. And so I think only for mm-hmm. that reason, I'm thinking yeah. about it more than I probably should. Um, but I'm doing okay. Yeah. I really am. I think, yeah, like I said, enough is happening. So I, um, in the time since going on submission two-ish weeks ago, um, I've gotten line edits, more line edits for The Dividing Sky and I've gone back and forth on those with my editor a couple of times. Actually today, I just got like the last like hours worth of revisions to do um, before my editor puts that up on like the Penguin Random House like internal portal because um two weeks mm, please from... explain to the listeners what yeah the, i mean it's, like, what the portal it's, it's is. probably like a google drive thing like the internal system thing but basically what it's for is like they put up you know all the information they have for all these books that are going to internal launch in a couple of weeks so internal launch is when everybody within a publishing house or probably like an imprint or a division of imprints 
um, gets together and it's not just the editor, it's marketing and sales and publicity and like audiobooks and foreign rights and like Ooh. all these people in like a big conference room probably yeah, with like everybody and their mama everybody mm-hmm. and then the editors like it's like um it's like a debutante it's like a coming what is that like coming out into society thing where the, 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 ed- the editors like introduce the slate um and of books for, that for the next yeah, yeah exactly I love, that, though. I love um, that energy beautiful gowns beautiful gowns do they have powerpoints <laughs> and shit I would love for it I, to th- be like I think they whole, might like I mean, because I think they they show the they cover. They should go like beyond mood boards. It should be like a whole thing. Aesthetics, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, good, good. Like they do the cover. Mm-hmm. They probably do like a couple of quick like pitches. My editor asked me to record a like ninety second video, like introducing myself and the book Ooh. and like unique things about why I wrote it. So I did that and sent that in uh, mm. this weekend. And so all that goes in. Okay, like, TikTok queen. Package. I know. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, it's hard to Jill do. Said I, mean, I did it. I did it. I mean, I, it's so it's one thing to like lip sync over memes. It's another thing to talk about your book straight for like a minute and a half. <laughs> but That's I did it. Fair. I wrote a little fair. I figured it out. Um, I think it went okay. But yeah, so I we were like buttoning it up, basically like locking it for plot like today, and so the story is like, knock on wood, like kind of wrapped. And so it's funny, like she's wow. uploading it to that portal like Friday, and then over the next two weeks before internal launch, they're gonna be reading it and like making a plan I guess and then they'll all come together to discuss things at actual launch and I think I'm more nervous about that than I am about being unsubbed because <laughs> I feel being, like yeah being perceived it and makes like, sense yeah yeah I'm like, well, I, you know like they tell you not to make too much of it and like I'm not but also like this is the time when like the game plan starts to get solidified right yeah. like the marketing strategy yeah. the budget the you know the sales plan who they're gonna pitch the book to as far as booksellers like all of that is happening starting in like two weeks and so it's hard not to oh, be God. like damn I love it's so exciting though it's, yeah. it's so exciting it's really exciting and, it, and it, it's kind of like I was telling um other debut friends that are kind of like stressing about it I was like it's kind of like studying for the SATs the night before like the work is done like you're not gonna get any benefit yeah by, like, if it's not out. If it's not there it's yeah like the not book gonna is be done. there <laughs> yeah the work is the work and so um mm. I'm you know it's, it's in every sense of the word it's out of my hands um but yeah. I'm still freaking out about it and kind of waiting to see what happens and also the thing is like there no one's gonna tell you if like it went well like you're just gonna hear oh it went great like no matter what it's just oh it went great whether um, well or yeah not. right because like mm. publishing hates giving authors bad news well they bought the book already they, they did they, they never mind yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Well, you Actually, know, like you're a shit writer. We we never mind. We changed right. our mind. Well, it could be like, like, oh, you know, people liked it, but it's too bad. Like Lee Bardugo has a book coming out that same day, so too bad. So sad. <laughs> good luck. Uh, yeah. Good so luck we're gonna you. cancel the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Better luck next year. Um, Logic. Yeah. So we'll see. It's like I'm getting nervous about this thing that like I can't control, and I will have probably no idea what the outcome was. But it's still like, oh man, like it's happening. So. Damn. So yeah. That's crazy that you know it. You know what's going to happen. You know what's yeah. going on. You don't know who all is going to be there. And you can't you be in the room. Like, get, you're not allowed yeah, in the room you, where they're, like, talking even, about. Like, flying on the yeah, wall. Talk about you, your book baby, like, all this stuff. Like, you know, publicity potential. And it's just, like, hope it goes great, guys. So, So, yeah. after this meeting, is that when we'll officially meet publicity, marketing? So, if even, 
are the kind that reaches out to I know it's not they don't always talk to authors yeah I think like it depends on the imprint and you know again like where you are in that slate if they decide that you need like yeah. that level of investment but yeah so basically my understanding is that um they will start to go back behind the scenes and start to work on stuff after this meeting but I won't talk to them until mm-hmm. probably like six months out if I talk to them at all so I still won't get introduced to them until like okay. the spring so yeah but I might have like a release date. How much soon. planning goes into this? I think a lot. I mean, yeah, I think <laughs> so it's, much. Sounds like yeah, it. like for so, so much. long, for yeah. so many years ahead of time. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's wild. That's why it takes so long to publish a book, people. Yeah, like all the these different like elements of the machine have to like come together and yeah. like work in harmony. So many different departments. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's- but still so exciting and then um should get edits back for a project that i still can't talk about on friday as well and hopefully i can talk about it that's fun so fun anyway (laughs) we can all talk about the projects we can't talk about i know chelsea how are you doing good i don't really have much going on honestly i'm just still working on the guardian edits and i'm making more progress though it's like Yay. Some things clicked. You said you're in like, like okay. act, act two? Act two. In the back two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm nearing the end of act two. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay. I, I The halfway point was really like sticking me, but now yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I moved along. The halfway so. point is, the, the, the midpoint of a story is hard. Like it's yeah. just hard. Yes. Yes. It is. I, I still keep going back I'm and so forth, cool. like, uh, but I need to press forward. I, I've already decided yes, to change my int- my first chapter. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna go back and change it. Yeah, there's some things that I know I need yeah. to get rid of, and some things that I know I need to include now. Yeah, but I've heard I can't remember. Who, I want to say it's I want to say it's Cassandra Clare, the author. She always when she starts drafting, she starts like three chapters in, because she's like mm-hmm. I know the beginning is gonna change because the beginning always changes to kind of mirror your ending or like you kind of incorporate. Things yeah, my my beginning's been the same for yeah. a while, yeah. but now it's yeah. like. I'm seeing, oh, I should probably have this little hint thrown in. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to like, yeah. Absolutely. like in revisions, to, you see yeah. like, oh, I need to like foreshadow this. Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. But I, the people who beta read for it have been super helpful. Like, I loved it. I thought it was great. So much help. But I yeah. I'm so excited. I'm ready to finish. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't wait for you to get out there. I'm ready for you to query. Okay, y'all. So. What media, books, etc., have y'all been consuming lately? So, what did I just finish? Oh, My Hero Academia, season six. Oh, I think. yeah. <laughs> I have not seen this, but Ooh. I've heard it's good. Yeah, I, I think I'm caught up, as caught up as I can be. The, the rest of it was in Japanese, but I still watch. I love that show. I'm so excited for what comes next. That's so cool. I've been trying, to, I've been thinking about getting into some some anime i think um i can't remember who i was listening to talk about a middle grade adventure they're starting and that they wanted to structure it like an anime Mm -hmm. and i was like oh like interesting like different like story structure and so i've been thinking about maybe watching some anime to get a sense for yeah the like yeah that could be fun yeah so i feel like that idea of like enemies and like bosses and stuff like i don't know i think that's kind of cool so Hmm. do you have any that you'd recommend chelsea do you mostly i mean like like the classics you know like naruto and maybe one piece if you want to like get, i've heard like lose your life what does that mean have like, you seen just, it on netflix it's, it's it? good i have not seen the live action though um 
Okay. But okay. One Piece is one of those things where it's like, I had to stop. I mean, I was enjoying it, but then I was uh-huh. like, it was forever long. So it's like, oh, uh, okay. I, I just okay. can't commit. 20 seasons? Bleach. Bleach is good. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Crazy. Seasons? That's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Wow. I'm going to, I'll do some research. I'll One Piece has really loyal fans, though. For yeah. yeah really loyal. I mean, if you're going to give 20 yeah. seasons of your life to something, you. I mean, yeah. Oh, good segue hard. into my, my media, which is Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Oh, I might get back into Doctor uh, Who. Long-term because loyal fans. With because the 60th anniversary. The, the, yeah, because yeah. the anniversary is coming back in November. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so- Shudi, Shudi Gatwa is going to be there. He's going to be the Doctor. Actually, wow. I don't think he's going to be there for the first one. He's going to be there for, there's like four specials or four specials and he's not going to be it doesn't matter anyway mm-hmm. him david Tennant, Catherine tate i know i can't believe donna's coming back that's so great right. my sweet sweet oh god <laughs> i'm so excited for this <laughs> listen i have to maybe i, 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 I have maybe a tardis to tattoo i have a tardis tattoo on i didn't know that i, I love Dr. this so much that's yeah amazing. i have a tardis on my arm i did not know that i am such a huge doctor who fan i am screaming crying throwing up at the <laughs> 60th anniversary specials oh my god that are coming yeah this i have year. like my target uh, <laughs> it's like right here love that of course the afronauts are whovians um yeah it's so nice. that's what i have to be i yes. am starting to rewatch from the from the beginning of the reboot with nine um in yeah oh. and um gonna watch all the way through and nice. prepare, I'm preparing my body, my soul oh my for the 50th anniversary episode. That's huge. What about you, Jill? What, what are um, you consuming with media? Yeah, consume is the right word because I, when I finished my line edits last week before I got like the quick turn today, um, my brain was jelly and I was like, I worked mm. really hard to turn this around in a week and it was a lot of changes and I was just like wiped and I was like, I need a good like rom-com like full of banter like no speculative anything like real world like just give it to me and um you again by kate goldbeck just came out like two weeks ago um it's did it give it to you it was incredible it's so good so if you like rom-coms it's all of the like when harry met sally vibes like it's literally like a like a modern reboot of when harry met sally and so it's like this couple that meets over and over like across like 10 to 12 ish years um in new york city Ooh. and it's so good the first time they meet they're um they're both sitting with the same woman <laughs> and then like it kind of like escalates from there it's really funny um but the banter is incredible like just like the vibes and the like will they won't they um a friend of mine in the debut slack actually was talking about it and she was like you know i don't know if i liked either of the main characters as people but i loved them for each other and like that's what made it so compelling to read Good it was just like them. you want to see it happen right i guess that's um, what a romance is supposed to be right yeah i mean sometimes you like the people like sometimes you like yeah. the individual yeah. people but this was one where it was like you guys are both kind of like awful <laughs> but you make each you other so happy other. yeah you make each other so happy and like i love that for like you. genuine emotion <laughs> yeah. and so yeah i was like cheering for them you know cheering for the relationship and maybe like y'all need therapy um <laughs> But yeah, it's really, really good. Highly recommend. It's got great fall vibes, great like New York City vibes. Um, just like really fun. All New York City. Wow. Really, really fun. Speaking um, of great vibes. Speaking of great vibes and speaking of the 2024 debuts that I was chatting with, um, mm-hmm. I was editing this episode this morning and I just got so excited for um, Avery and Etta. 
who are the debuts that we talked to um, in this episode. Um, both of their debuts are coming up. I think they're in January and February, something around that. So like, it's like, you know, it's even closer now, like right around the corner. Um, both of these books are going to be so fantastic. These authors deserve a world of success. And um, it's just so funny to even think about like all the stuff that has happened for them, just kind of like behind the scenes in the months since we spoke to them. Um, just like really exciting things are happening with publicity and marketing. And I just can't wait to see their careers take off. Today, we're so excited to have a very special episode with some of next year's debut authors, Avery Cunningham and Etta Easton. We'll be getting into the nitty gritty of all their debut years, highs and lows so far. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, y'all. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, so, so glad to be here and so yeah. glad to see so many faces. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with the podcast, so of course I know Jill, but it's great to see like Beatrice's face. I'm a little yeah. starstruck. <laughs> a little <bit>. Oh, no. <laughs> That's just, I, every time I hear that, Y'all I'm like, that, that, that can't you. possibly be true. But yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's start off with everyone's least favorite question. Um, please introduce mm-hmm. yourselves and give us a quick pitch of your book. So I'm Etta Easton. Um, my book is called The Kiss Countdown. It's an adult romance between, um, it's adult romance fake dating between an event planner and an astronaut. Um, we've got, um, I like to throw in some good tropes, like so fake dating, we've got forced proximity, um, we've got a couple of, a uh, couple of nights of only one bed. So I've got my um, event planner. She's just really down on her luck. Um, she's trying to get over something that happened with her mom um, when she runs into her ex-boyfriend who's like trying to show off his new girlfriend um, and then we've got the astronaut that just kind of swoops in to save the day kind of um, she actually ropes him into playing her fake boyfriend and then um, she doesn't know that his sister is there who now thinks that they're dating so they have to keep the ruse going and she has to help him um, as, their, as his family tries to come to terms with him having to go off to the moon. So just a lot of, a lot of fun. It's kind of fluffy. Um, it's a little spicy, um, but yeah, that's my book. Yeah. Mm. And Edda was nice enough to let me read an advanced copy. And it's so cute, you guys. It's like the family in this is like so fun. It's so nice to see like a black family with like adult like grown kids right and like mm-hmm. healthy relationships like loving each other mm-hmm. like siblings supporting each other I thought it was really cute and yeah she's totally right like it's the perfect blend of sweet and spicy and this couple is like so adorable so yeah so excited for that Etta. thank you yeah I'm, I'm super hyped for that book in particular I think about it all the time <laughs> Awesome. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Avery Cunningham. I'm a proud Memphis resident and owner of a very posh Bernie's Mountain Dog. Um, And this is also my debut year, of course. And to tell you a little bit about The Mayor of Maxwell Street, it's a work of adult historical fiction. It's set in the early 1920s in Chicago and revolves around two central characters, Nellie Sawyer and Jay Shorey. Um, Nellie is the daughter of a wealthy Kentucky horse breeder who was often called the wealthiest black man in America. Um, Considering this, Nellie has grown up in relative privilege and isolation. Not much has been expected of her. Those expectations 
the typically falling to her older brother, the family's presumed heir and inheritor of the Sawyer legacy. This leaves her plenty of time to pursue her dream of one day writing as an investigative journalist for the Chicago Defender, a historically black news publication based out of Chicago. Um, however, all of this changes when her brother dies tragically in a car accident. Her family is summoned to Chicago not only to lay him to rest, but also participate in what's being called the grand season, a time when the many insular Black communities of wealth and prestige have gathered together in an attempt to form a unified center of the most celebrated and lauded Black Americans to wield more of a national influence. Nellie is very dismissive of these proceedings at first and is a bit of an outsider. Her family is nouveau, rising up from rough origins comparatively, so she does not easily assimilate into the society events and gatherings. Um, she fears that with the family's future now resting on her shoulders, her dreams of independence and career will be over before they begin. But the editor of the Chicago Defender offers her one chance at a way out. He gives her the impossible task of identifying, finding, and interviewing the murky head of an underground criminal organization known only as the mayor of Maxwell Street. Um, to help her find this person, she seeks the aid of Jay Shorey. Jay is the biracial son of a black man and a white woman come up to Chicago to build a new life for himself. He's a low-level speakeasy manager and has aspirations of breaking into the world of the original black elite, but like Nellie, finds himself often ostracized. Um, he reluctantly agrees to help her on her quest to find the mayor of Maxwell Street, and together they descend into the intriguing and dangerous world of the Chicago underground. Yo, wait, 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 yo. <laughs> wait, wait. Yo, is there going to be just black bouginess here? Like black oh, bougie yes. drama? <laughs> yes. Black bougie yes. mess? Yes, we're getting into, there's a cotillion. Yo. Have y'all ever participated in a cotillion? Yeah. I, I've done the cotillion circuit, so so we're <laughs> going to have cotillions. We've got we got the boulets. We got the equivalent of Jack and Jill, because Jack and right. Jill do not exist at this time, which disappointed uh -huh. me greatly because I really want to get <laughs> meat of right. that. But <laughs> we have Jack and Jill, we have the sororities, we have the fraternities, we have excessive, beautiful, luxuriant Black wealth and prestige. Woo! Big houses, big cars, beautiful yes. furniture, diamonds, and jewels, all of it, all yes. of it. Yes. yes. And y'all, if you yeah. have not seen, if you have not seen the cover for this book, it is yes. gorgeous, like cover phenomenal, gorgeous. phenomenal. Yes, they did an excellent job. I had nothing Absolutely. to do with it. But... <laughs> we will, of course, really have all this information in the show notes. Absolutely. Yes. Woo! Well, after those pitches, I am like, I mean. I'm, I'm I was already excited, but I hope the readers or listeners are as excited as I am for these books because 2024 is going to be incredible for debut books, maybe black books in particular. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're winning awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We're coming. We're coming for everybody. So let's let's talk a little bit about just at, at a high level. You know, so far, what has been the most rewarding part of let's not say debut year because we're not really there yet, but kind of this 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 period leading up to debut year, um, what's been the most exciting and rewarding part so far? And then what's been the most challenging for y'all? Um, so I suppose what the most rewarding has been, and this is really unexpected, but really connecting with all of these incredible authors that are also coming out in 2024 and just authors in general, you know, especially I, I went to school to be a writer. I did the whole grad school situation and all of that. So coming out of it, you, you get very used to writing, being a very insular, quiet, just you and your computer and your thoughts. So being a part mm -hmm. of a community again is has been 
truly the most rewarding situation um, to, to have so many writers who are all going through similar things, but are all also writing in these drastically different genres, but are all yeah. creating, you know, this wonderful, incredible, brilliant work and are all so talented and supportive. Um, so that has been the most rewarding aspect. And I didn't expect that at all going into this process. Um, the most challenging, and I think a lot of people probably agree, is just kind of the, the hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. um, aspect yeah. of publishing, yeah. um, where you may spend, mm -hmm. you know, like two weeks or a month rushing to get something done or get something ready or get something prepped, or, you know, you may have yeah. two weeks to do a whole pass of edits on your entire mm -hmm. book and everything is falling and the world is burning. Um, but then it's nothing but silence for three months. Yeah. yeah but then you're sitting on your ass waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that that's probably been the most challenging part is just getting used to the idea of letting go of whatever semblance of control you thought mm -hmm. you had over the project um, mm -hmm. and letting it sit in other people's hands and hope mm -hmm. that they represent it as well as, as you would want it represented mm -hmm. um, yourself. So, so yeah. Wow. That's so, I love that. I think control, I think you really hit it with control. That's something that people really don't, on a really high level don't really think about of like you really do have to have a balance because you do you have to have a certain amount of control because if we're talking about traditional publishing usually you mm -hmm. have an agent you have like you you're in control to such to some degree but mm -hmm. also on another level you are in control of absolutely nothing <laughs> and you have to like yeah <laughs> those two things in your mind mm -hmm. are the same thing like the cognitive dissonance is dizzying mm -hmm. oh yeah uh yeah Edda, yeah. what about you um yeah I mean yeah a lot like Avery like the um one of the most exciting things has been just connecting with everybody um you know it's surprising like you think like you like usually stay into my my little romance bubble, right? Mm -hmm. um, but now like I'm mm -hmm. talking to all these people from different genres who are just like, they're writing just amazing things. And I'm like, oh, you're my friend. Wow. Right. I, I, I get to go to the bookstore and say, I know her. I it's like, why feel. are you talking to me? Right? Like, don't you know I'm not cool at all? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that has been super fun. Um, also just seeing how, how like my book has transformed, um, you know, like, so I'm already at the, oh, I've just finished past pages. So mm. hopefully they'll be mm. getting the book printed. Um, but like every step, like just first getting to see those first cover sketches, just was like, oh my gosh, like those are my people. Um, and then just seeing the final cover, um, having, being able to turn in the copy edits to see how the book has transformed and become better and better. Um, that's been super exciting. For challenges, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the waiting just, like sucks it's like I turn in past pages I'm like why can't y'all just print it now right send <laughs> right. it off like <laughs> so the waiting is always just so hard and mm. but I mean it's it's publishing new you know, we knew what we were getting into I don't know why we did this but, <laughs> right right it's been rewarding yeah yes. I, I hear it'll be worth it at some point I'm not sure I believe that yet yeah I tell yeah. myself that every time something happens, I'm like, it'll be yeah. worth it. It'll be yeah. worth it. It'll be worth it. <laughs> Will it though? No, yeah. That's a real, <laughs> I feel yeah. like in the, um, in the Slack, like what you were saying, Avery, about um, like letting go of that control, right? Like I feel like for so many people, like either the title or the cover was the first part of like, oh, this is a group project now, right? Like you spent mm -hmm. so long writing this manuscript and working on the story. And now it's like, it's not just up to you, right? It's up to 
the you know cover designers and illustrators it's up to the marketing publicity teams it's up to you know copywriters and all these people to make this whole package shine right and sometimes that means like trusting other people's expertise or their instincts or you know what has worked for them in the past and saying like okay like it's not the style of cover I would have chosen but you know um I'm coming from you know in my case like the dystopia heyday like what 12 years ago right so like you know what, what was popular then is not necessarily popular now and so you have to kind of go with um you know the experts instincts on on what's gonna get people you know whether it's internally the publisher or externally when it comes to booksellers and readers to pay attention mm-hmm. the cover especially like I, I'm not sure with everybody else's situation but I, I had no say on the cover they emailed me mm-hmm. in October and said here's your cover like, oh <laughs> wow you did y'all start talking about this and right <laughs> right like, oh that's great wow. Wow. no I idea anything? Uh, no it's done it's like, right okay. it's done this is it you don't that's get great. yeah i mean lucky for you it's stunning wow. but you know imagine right, right. imagine if it happened. and you see how yeah. different the situations are how everyone has a different situation with covers some people right. get sketches they get like right say and like, as the process goes on some people get an email saying this is your cover mm-hmm yeah, it's so different. That's what's hard too, is like, I mean, it's, it's good, the good and bad of having that community of like the, the debut Slack is like, you get to see everyone's experiences, but you get to see everyone's experiences. <laughs> so like, sometimes it's hard not to compare um, or, you know, to go to your publisher and be like, well, they got input or you know, visibility into this thing that I didn't even know was happening. Like, what's up with that? Um, but it's just kind of part of it. Like every publisher and every imprint and even every editor like does things differently within the same imprint. So you have to kind of, go along for the ride a little bit well speaking of editors and publicity and marketing and design my next question is about relationships with publishing professionals as jill said this quickly becomes a group project i'm interested in what everyone has learned about fostering maintaining relationships with publishing professionals starting with with like your agent which i I assume came first doesn't have to but some, most of the time it does but I'm really interested to hear everyone's uh, perspective on that part of this process yeah I did get my agent first before I got my publishing deal um, what you like what I've learned is that yeah it really is a group project um, I think like when I was querying you know you're like hey I've got to get this agent and like you made like you think of it as um, the agent's gonna like tell you what to do, I guess, kind of, I don't know. But once you're in mm-hmm. that relationship, it really is more of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with my agent, um, she read my story and then we went on a quick round of edits. And um, I mean, I knew going in exactly the kind of edits that she wanted me to do before we went on submission. And um, at the end of the day, I always had the final say if I was gonna, going to change something or not. Mm-hmm. So it's a collaboration, but ultimately, I mean, she let me know that I am I am the artist, which I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate. Um, she's yeah, yeah, she's just pretty much she is there to help get my career going, which is what mm-hmm. I love about her. And she always hypes me up, like I can be in the middle of just like totally doubting myself, and I'll mm-hmm. type, I'll send her a message, and like she's right there to be a great cheerleader, which is great. I mean, I know not all agents are like that, so I feel like I really got lucky with her. Um, my editor, um, she's like, she's been in the, um, in publishing for a long time. Uh, oh, Jim, uh, 
Jamesco Chambers Black is my agent. She's mm-hmm. great. Um, my editor is uh, my editor is Essie Soga with uh, Berkeley, and yeah, she's been editing for a long time. She's great. Like I feel like I've learned so much from her. Um, and so at the end of the day, like she'll give me suggestions. She'll help me just dig into the story more. But mm-hmm. it still is my choice what I'm going to incorporate which I mean I feel like I've gotten really really lucky with the women I've been able to work with and it's great like when I was on um, my call with my editor like it was me Essie Jim it's just like looking at it it was like just black girl magic like how we are right now yes (laughs) I love it amazing (laughs) yes yeah but yeah I mean I don't know I feel like I've gotten so lucky in publishing right now it's just been I love my I love my people my team That's awesome. It's so cool that you have like a all female team. And mine is mostly female except for my agent. He is the one male in like a sea of women. <laughs> and, and he takes it all really well. Um, but in terms of, of relationships with professionals, it's been really interesting and kind of um reaching back to what Jill said about being in the Slack, how you can see how other people's relationships with their publishing team compares. Mm-hmm. Um with my agent, my agent, excuse me, his name is Richard Abate. Um we connected maybe two years ago when I did um, a ghostwriting situation and that's how oh. that's where he became my agent mm-hmm. and he's he's very New York very LA mm-hmm. very big ideas fast talking you know I may get an email from him every five months but it's usually like a good thing but, mm-hmm. but otherwise he's, he's relatively relatively silent um, mm-hmm. and then my editor is Cassidy and I always mis- mispronounce her last name so I'm going to give it a go a couple of times if there needs to be like editing magic okay. um, but Cassidy Lee and Decker Cassidy Lee and Decker over okay. over at Hyperion Avenue she's my editor mm-hmm. and she really has been extraordinarily I, I I didn't expect this level of at least for, for me and from, from my perspective almost hand-holding where she mm. she's been very mm. um, attentive to me and caring of me I am constantly freaking out about this project I never think it's good enough and I, I probably email her on a weekly basis like we should pull the book it's not good we need to take, <laughs> it, take it off the shelves just stop it stop it once and she's she's very considerate and she she was a really great support to me during the the drafting process and mm-hmm. was very much aware of what my strengths were what my weaknesses were and i never felt at any point that i was being you know guided or led to pursue something that that maybe wasn't my dream for the book it always came back to what do you want to do and how can we make that happen mm-hmm. um so it's been it's been incredibly supportive and i'm just now starting up the, the relationship with like the publicists and the marketing professionals um at hyperion avenue so we haven't had a lot of conversation or chance to interact yet since we just had our meeting i think last week but mm-hmm. so far it, it also seems to be a same situation of a very transparent um supportive group of people mostly women except like I said, except for Richard, um, but but it's it's that's that was not expected. I, I guess we always hear the horror stories of how your your agent is going to be chronically absent, or how right. your editor is going to you know mangle your entire vision and create mm-hmm. something that has nothing to do with you. So you mm-hmm. kind of go into the process prepped for that and kind of bracing yeah. yourself for that. So yeah. when you're surrounded by really supportive people who just like books and like stories and want to make the biggest impression that that they can, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a relief. It really is. So I'm, I've been really grateful for all of my interactions with the publishing team so far. That's wow. Awesome. Jill, your turn. Oh my gosh, what? No, I write the questions. I'm not supposed uh-uh. to answer Answer, no. answer, answer. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no. Okay, hang on. 
Your uh, what is your relationship like with Jen? Oh yeah, okay. So my relationship with Jen is great. So um, there you go. I was gonna ask. So Jen is pretty editorial. I was gonna ask you guys if your agents are like editorial at all. Like um, you said that Richard emails you once every five months. So I'm guessing not so much. He's, he's <laughs> not remotely yeah. editorial. It's not yeah. that I was about to say. Yeah, he's yeah. just really busy. He has yeah, he, right. His client list is massive, and he has yeah. some real heavy hitters out there yeah. that yeah. that are beyond me. Like yeah. like half half of his people are literary, and the other half are all actors. And Damn. so yeah. he's he's got he's I understand. I'm yeah I'm not, right. You're I'm like I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's totally. not getting his biggest cut from from my advance. That, that's yeah. That's better. So for sure. so I understand that. But if I have you know an idea or a proposal or an outline, he is yeah. always there to give feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more that he, I feel like it's more, you know, you're the writer. So I trust you to make the decisions that you need to make to mm-hmm. make it work narratively. But yeah. if you're trying to decide how it looks in industrially speaking, yeah. then, then that's where he comes in. Yeah, I'm trying sure. to figure out where to place different books along the future, you know, years yeah. of, of publishing. Yeah. That's where he really comes in. Yeah. Um, but otherwise mm. it feels like he just has maybe some misguided faith in my ability to write a book <laughs> so your debut was it sold on proposal yes mm-hmm. okay cool mm-hmm. okay yeah. it was crazy. very cool That's it awesome. was great cool. but also don't recommend i wrote a book <laughs> eight that. months and it it it, it hurt it <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I love that though i mean i feel like i was just talking with some other people about this the other day actually that like there's this like list of things that an agent like that is an agent's responsibility right and some agents have you know kind of bigger um priorities on certain attributes than others right like some are the like contract negotiators some have all the relationships some are the strategic kind of like industry placement experts like you said some are editorial um you know i i feel like all those different buckets you know matter more or less to different authors and so when you're picking an agent you have to really find somebody that aligns with um you know, your skill sets and what you need help with and what you don't need help with and what you really want um, someone to push for you. So yeah, that being said, I think I'm, uh, Jen and I fit really well. Um, you know, she's a little bit more editorial, um, but she's also like super um, like business savvy and uh, really, I think in a good, I'm going to say this word, but I mean it in a good way, like sharky <laughs> when it comes to like contract negotiations, she's been like really helpful to have okay. someone in my corner. On your um, side. Yeah. It's on good my to side. have a shark on yeah. your side. But That's I'm like, not the issue. But I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what this is like what do I do and she's like oh no like you know like we're gonna push for this because you know just conceive down the road you know things I wouldn't even think of so I think really really important to have someone like that um reading over your contracts and advocating for you other thing agents can do if you need them to is to step in and kind of play like helpful intermediary with your editor um so if there ever is a case Mm -hmm. where you have you know an issue with your publishing team or something you're not quite sure about um the agent can play a really helpful role in getting clarity for you or, you know, tracking answers down. So that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't had to do that yet um, with, uh, with Joy Revolution, my, my, my publishing house, but, um, but yeah, like it's helpful to know that Jen is there if I ever need that. Um, and then Bria, my mm-hmm. editor, I mean, she is just like, she's about her business. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like she is like, so on top of her deadlines and she has like such high standards for all the books that she works with and the authors she works with. Um, and it's, uh, on the to be up through to be on the receiving side of that can be kind of scary because you're like does she know that like I don't know how to write a book like this like I can't actually do this <laughs> like she must be confused um but then she like pulls it out of you like I just turned in my line edits um you wrote the book, the last book week. I, I wrote the it. book I did it yeah. I mean we'll see if she likes it but I feel like I 
I was able to exceed far exceed my own expectations of what this book could be um, because of you know her edit letters and the, the things that she um, encouraged me to think about and kind of probe more deeply on so um, yeah it's been great and again I'm, I have I'm too far I'm too early in the process to be doing the marketing publicity stuff but um, I hope it'll be great. So yeah, on the editorial side, I'd love to dig a little bit more deeply into the editorial process for both of your books. So Avery, especially, you mentioned that you you um, wrote the Mayor of Maxwell Street uh, on proposal um, after after selling the proposal. So then you drafted it under contract, which is really interesting and kind of a different side of the debut experience. It isn't super common for, for fiction debuts. So I'd love to hear about that. Um, but in general, you know, what's it like? What's it been like working with someone on your book so closely? And uh, have there been any times when you had to kind of advocate for your book in the editorial process as it went from being something that was your baby to being a, a shared project? Yeah, definitely. And and it's it's curious because you're right. No one talks about the the concept of selling on proposal as a debut. I didn't think it was an option. I, I went through, you know, undergrad English, grad school writing program, and everything was the same. Like you spend 10 years writing the book and then you you prostate yourself right, right. <laughs> and hope that somebody will be interested but but right. um this opportunity was 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 fantastic and honestly it's 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 i'm i'm grateful for it every single day the chance to sell something on proposal mm-hmm. that did change the editorial process certainly um it, in a sense it, it has always been a team effort it started as a team effort i i of course gave you know the the full outline at the beginning, the the pitch, the synopsis, um, the essence of what the book was going to be. But from that very beginning, editorial has had the freedom to to comment or to give mm-hmm. feedback. Um, I did the full outline probably somewhere in April, aroundabouts, and my editor had full leverage to to give comments on that to to offer editorial assistance. And for me, that was actually super helpful because I knew pretty much at the start what they were looking for and what they expected of the story. It wasn't a, a guessing game where I would produce a full work and then they would tell me all the things I had to change about it um, after you know doing right. a year's worth of, of work. Right. Um, so being able to have that team early on and have that chance for feedback early on was, was really super helpful for me. Um, so I, I felt pretty much from day one of drafting that I understood where this book needed to go and understood what, what was expected of me when I put in the proposal and what they really liked about the proposal and what they would like about the, the final product. So that was super helpful. Yeah. So timeline wise, um, that's April, 2022. Yes. Yes. Excuse yes. me. Yeah, yeah, thank that's you. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess to give a full timeline, I believe we sold officially in December of 2021. Okay. Um, the contract wasn't finalized until I want to say like June, mm-hmm. June, July. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very intense lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my agent was great, but then my, my lawyers are family friends. So, of course, oh, they took the whole yeah. thing very personally. And, you know, my yeah. mother was involved. And so nice. They took their sweet time with that contract, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. But that, that was a long kind of lead up. Um, and then, yeah, and then the book publishes officially in January of 2024. So being able, like I said, to have that that support system that early on in, in the drafting process was was just really great for me in the sense that I didn't feel at any point that I was veering into a territory that that would get ultimately axed. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was on the same page the whole time, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, the, the interesting part about that is when you are 
you know, getting right up to that deadline. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the book is starting to, to morph or metamorphize into something that you didn't originally envision. And you have mm-hmm. to ask, reach out to people and say, hey, I know this may not be what I originally proposed or what was in the original outline, but would you guys be comfortable with a change? Mm-hmm. And, and having the team kind of have feedback on that. Yeah. So it's a little bit different from just being yourself and saying, well, this doesn't work. I'm going to make the changes mm-hmm. I need to make. Right. Um, now you have a group of people that have already invested in, in the book and invested in the ultimate goal, and they're going to have to have a say in right. any changes you make to what was originally proposed, right. um, which was interesting after just being kind of a, a free agent for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of times when I've had to advocate for my book, um, it's, it's like I said, um, my team has been uniquely supportive, I think. There's never been a time where, where I felt that I had to really um, defend any of my decisions or, or push back on any of theirs. Yeah. There have been times, I think, when, when there's been miscommunication, when we mm-hmm. both had to kind of explain our perspective, but it never felt like a, like a hand reaching into to, the twist of the, the soul of the book in any way. Mm-hmm. It always felt very, very much in, in my control in that sense. And that might, of course, been just a placebo effect. They might have just been doing that to keep <laughs> me calm and right. quiet. And... <laughs> and collaborative but 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 um overall that that, that's been a really positive experience and and Mm -hmm. I can't thank my editor Cassidy enough and I'll 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 tell her every day for the rest of my life that Mm -hmm. that I would have completely found through this whole experience if she hadn't been so supportive and and on top of me um but also she had a lot of faith in me and Mm -hmm. when when I had zero negative zero faith faith in myself (laughs) (laughs) so that that's been that's been the great the great part of this entire process for me so far is having that type of support I love that the author editor relationship is such a close relationship Mm -hmm. I I don't think people really go in knowing that it's it's surprising yeah Yeah. (laughs) right right. what about you Ada mine um Mine has been pretty much a um, collaboration, like from the start. I wrote my book, I think maybe I started writing it in 2020, finished it in 2022 because I wanted to um, jump into this mentorship program Mm. and I got accepted. So I had two mentors that helped me overhaul um, just to make it better. Like I went, it it was a quick mentorship. It was like three months, but I pretty much rewrote the whole book probably in about a month, month and a half. Um, that was in 2022. So then a couple months later, I signed with my agent and we did a very fast edit round. Um, I think we were, I worked on edits maybe about like three weeks, went on, um, sub, uh, she sold it in a preempt. Um, and then my editor, she's like, you know, it's, it's already pretty strong. So there were some things that we had to work on, um, Mm -hmm. but it was mostly like digging in deep. Nice. Um, adding a couple of scenes, adding some more fluff, which I loved. Um, that was mm-hmm. great. Um, and I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know, like the hardest thing actually was the mentorship program where, and that was really just like typing everything from third person to first person point of view. Ooh. Oh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Like I thought my arms Ooh. were going to fall off. Like, yeah. <laughs> my stomach just dropped. That's brutal. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The worst but... thing I've ever done was, was a, a tense change. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Hang it out. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I loved it. Like I love, it was funny when I first started writing the book first, I put it in first. I'm like, oh, I'll just do third. I did it third. And then like, oh, I, okay, I guess I should have stuck with first. Right. right, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the biggest thing. Um, I didn't really have like anything that I needed to push back on with my editor. Um, mm-hmm. Like she was, she was great. She, she had a, she knew like what to add to really help my vision come to life even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say like maybe the most pushback I had was on the cover, which even then was the placement of the rocket. So I think mm-hmm. y'all have a, are going to have a picture of it. So you'll see yeah. the rocket is in a good spot mm-hmm. um, before it was a little bit lower. So we, mm-hmm. we were calling him rocket, but because of like it was coming from the gut, right? <laughs> Amazing. That's a, yeah, that's a different, different kind of, of romance. Different kind of book, yeah. Chill. What the fuck was? <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> Tell we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah. So going from that, it has made um, now working on book two a little bit different because hmm. now I'm back on my own. Um, I do have people I can bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, just starting over and yeah. Is it an option? Do you have an option? Uh, it, it was a two book deal. A two book deal. So yeah, so kind of starting with your editor, kind of from the beginning mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I I just want to say, like, quick side note: it's so nice to talk to um other romance writers because you get to use fluff in like not a pejorative way. It's like yeah. fluff is great. Like, I want more fluff in my books. Like, give me yes. all the fluff I love instead fluff. of like, oh, it was too fluffy. Like, we no. need to have more romance authors mm-hmm. on the pod. Pro fluff. That's our I'm thing. So pro fluff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. More romance representation. We'll work yeah. on that for, for that. Yes. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of a turn here and ask what everyone has done to protect your mental health and uh, your peace on this debut journey um, and something that you're planning to do as things ramp up for debuting it can be yeah like so the great thing right and we've said again with their slack (laughs) we can look at what everybody's doing um but it can be definitely anxiety inducing um you know or you can compare yourself too much um so what I try to do is not be on it too much um I'm also at the point now where reviews are starting to come in um I have looked at them um Luckily, I haven't had like anything too bad yet. Um, but <clears throat> what really helps me is actually just focusing on my second book. Like mm-hmm. I can, there's nothing else I can do for the first book. Um, so it's like I kind of just put that into a folder in my brain and put it away and just try to focus on the second book. That helps mm-hmm. a lot to have something else to focus on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, everything you've done, Edda, I aspire towards because I'm I'm in a definite spiral. <laughs> I've been in a spiral since oh, 2021. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's it's um especially during the drafting process, like like writing on that tight of a deadline was was an experience. It was it was a a, a, a challenge in so many ways. And I think trying to find a way to control your space and and keep a sense of peace in yourself during that time was was super challenging for me you can ask my family they will attest to Mm. to like finding me at 3 a.m bent over this computer um (laughs) concerned about me and my state of being um but as as we've gone into this 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 kind of prep year leading up to debut year like like edda said the slack has been 
a huge support group. It, it's kind of been a relief to be able to reach out to people and ask questions and don't mm. have to you know, worry about asking your editor a question that will somehow make you seem unprofessional or, you know, <laughs> jeopardize their view of you in some way or like right. having to annoy your agent, asking mm -hmm. them a question or, you know, anything that that kind of interferes with that, that professional relationship. Now you could have a whole group of people who are having similar experiences and, mm -hmm. and have this great wealth of knowledge and, and insight um, that you can talk to who aren't going to, you know, judge you super harshly for asking those questions yeah. or, or yeah. make terrible assumptions about you. So, so the Slack has been a, a great support in that way. Um, I know some people are probably really tired of me uh, messaging no. and asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, but, but it's been, it's been that that's been a great key for me, at least in this, this part of the process is, is having that group of people and that community to lean on um, going and, and, and and I'm trying to get to where you are with the reviews. I just got my first couple of really random reviews from random people, and I, I took them very personally. Oh no! <laughs> but but I've decided mm. that I think I just won't read any of them because I know you I know, know myself now. Yeah, I know and you know myself. now that you say that, I would love to ask Etta, what was so? Are you gonna read just like read reviews? Like I know people say don't read reviews or or have you know, someone else read reviews? Like, what was your thought process of like, no, I'm going to read my own reviews. You can't tell me what to do. I was like, at first I was, I was like, okay, I'm not going to read the reviews. But then I'm like, uh, well, I mean, what are, what are they saying? Do they like it? <laughs> <laughs> but I um, want to know. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, I have to know. Yeah. Um, so now I, yeah, I just, I just read them. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to get to a point, like if I get a first bad one, um, I don't know, maybe I'll stop. I'm too nosy. I don't know. I have right. to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. So you have I don't to like balance your priorities there. Yeah. Your nosiness yeah. versus, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I can, I can refresh my Goodreads like once every hour if I don't have enough discipline. I have to, I have to tell myself, mm. don't, don't do that. Put it on a timer. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Have like a timer of like, I'll do it for this amount of time. If you have to do it, I I guess yeah you know yeah it's like what social media think, i mean but it's like social media like about yourself so it's like of course you're like right. ah, social media about, about what you yourself. think about me that that sounds is, that like, is I have, like the dopamine hits i i feel like are just like that would be that'd be a hard one to uh step away from right that's that's true yeah. even the bad ones um yeah mental health stuff i mean so beatrice you've heard me talk about my uh uh, my hope portfolio, diversifying mm -hmm. my hope portfolio. So like, yeah. this is my, my like grand philosophy. This, when I was on sub, this helped me a lot because there's so much waiting and you're like, oh my gosh, I really hope I, you know, I get a book deal. Um, what helped me the most was like diversifying the number of other things that I was hopeful about. So I like started gardening and I planned a vacation and I like planned a bunch of pranks on my husband <laughs> and I did a bunch of funny things that I was like also looking forward to as a way to just like kind of diversify like the like eggs like in that my hope baskets right so um diversifying the eggs in your hope in my basket. hope basket y'all hear this <laughs> this is preaching yeah i was like yes well you're, you're the you're the poet so i can't really <laughs> <laughs> this um, is a different kind of yeah. wisdom but like looking forward to yeah the next year like i have some tiny like home decorating projects I want to do. I have like a couple of small vacations I want to do. Um, I think this is why like drafting something new also works for me because I get hopeful about like a new project, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I need to think about like other things that I'm really excited about. 
um, that will help me just remember, like, give me perspective that like I have a life outside of all of this and like there's stuff to be hopeful about there too, so. Low-key a philosopher. <laughs> Let's talk about marketing. So are y'all planning to do any marketing outreach on your own? I, I feel like in the Slack, there's such a diversity of people who are like, my publisher said they've got it and I'm going to let them handle it. And like, I'm not lifting a finger to like, I'm mm-hmm. going to like print my own book boxes and do my own. Yes. Right. So like, you like hire like yeah. your own publicist. Yeah. Pay my own publicist. There's, yeah, like, so, there's a big spectrum. Yeah. So where do y'all fall in that spectrum? Are you going to um, get involved and like roll your sleeves up at all or let your publisher handle it? Um, and have you had a peek at any marketing plans for your books yet? Um, it's, it's, it's interesting what that spectrum is because it's, it's, you, you convince yourself, or at least I feel like I convinced myself very early on that I was going to be very much in it. Like I was going to be emailing every indie bookstore and writing everybody personal notes, introducing myself and I'm going to send (laughs) Uh my book to every corner of the world. And I'm going to be my own best advocate. And, and -hmm. I think especially, especially getting into, you know, book two prep and things like that some mm-hmm. some things you, you feel like you shrug off a little bit yeah but um I I feel like my marketing team has been really proactive I've really appreciated all of the efforts they've made so far and how transparent they are with everything mm-hmm. um, and they've also just been really really upfront with me and and I think that was the biggest thing that I needed they set my expectations really early on mm-hmm. um, like expectations for you know how how we feel about certain book boxes how we feel about reviews, how we feel about book clubs, um, just so I knew at that point that there, there's only so much I can do, that, that nothing I do is going to, to significantly move the needle um, in, in that regard. So, so I think that was a huge relief for me. Um, I did do a lot of legwork a bit early on, just collecting a lot of names. Um, I collected a lot of like influencer or like book talk or booktuber or bookstagram names just to mm-hmm. share with my publisher to see if we had the same list. Um, mm-hmm. Um, different lists of like podcasts that I thought would be good for the book, um, lists of, you know, by POC indie bookstores that I thought would be interested in the book. Um, I, I live in Memphis, Tennessee, so I collected a lot of media contact information for for Memphis people, um, just so they can have that as well. So so I did what what little legwork I thought I could do at this stage, um, but I. I feel like I've come to the conclusion that the big things that are that are going to influence the life of the book that that only my marketing and publicity team have the bandwidth to make those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make suggestions and and when they ask me to do something, I, I try to be as proactive and, and on top of it as, as I can. Um, but I also try to not judge my marketing efforts too harshly, like mm-hmm. thinking that that I mean, of course, I feel I, I think I've, I've talked to some people. Everybody feels like that that one TikTok is yeah. going to go viral. What is it about the, like, sell a million uh, copies. the way it has its claws in me? I'm like, oh, just one more, one exactly. more hashtag. It's gonna do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. Exactly. So I feel like I still I harbor a little bit of that, like that hope that this one mm-hmm. one very niche social media post that is going to I, I loved I loved your people. I loved your most recent very niche social media post I thought it was hilarious oh thank <laughs> you I, I I had to give myself a little pat on the back for that yeah. one and I knew specifically Jill with your interest in I was, I was gonna say like I'm your target audience of one and it, and exactly it, snapped, <laughs> it was like well Jill will like this got me Jill right will here appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so I feel like I still harbor some of those, you know, instinctual kind of hopes and dreams, yeah. um, in terms of what I can do marketing wise, but, but I, I have to have faith in, in the team at this point. Um, 
And like I said, when they established the expectations early on, that took a lot of weight off my shoulders, Mm -hmm. even though I still... I still wait for that call from Oprah. I'm not going to get it. I think we've all agreed. But, <laughs> but I, I check my phone every day. But, but yeah, yeah. And then we'll see. We'll see. As the months go in, we'll see what the marketing looks like as it gets a little bit more, you know, robust and, and proactive. But, but it's been it's been positive so far, as I tell myself as I cry. I was going to say that your approach sounded really healthy, Avery, until you said you were crying. <laughs> It's well, like, oh, it's, she's gonna let the publisher handle it. And then she's like, but it's right. fine. You, you have to let it go. It's like it's like it's like I feel like we're I would forget who I was talking speaking with about this, but but it feels like in some sense the book's fate is decided nine months out. For you sure. Know, and there's, yeah. there's only so much you can do. So yeah. especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the marketing and the publicity on a large scale. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you, you have yeah. to let it go at some point and, and yeah. let the professionals do what they 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 do on a regular basis. Now yeah. they, they've always been very my team has really spoken up um, grassroots efforts, like just mm-hmm. connecting with people. Like if, if you are next to somebody on a plane and mm-hmm. you see they're reading a book that is similar vibes to your book, you're like, hey, I'm writing a book. Here's mm-hmm. my card. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that can move the needle in, in some sense. But yeah. in terms of, of, you know, hoping for a huge viral success, that's all on you, mm-hmm. that, that you have to, you have to let, let the professionals and your publisher take some of that load. Um, just so you can have some peace of mind, you know. Yeah, I haven't had um, my marketing and publicity meeting just yet. Um, we have introduced ourselves, or I have been introduced to them through email. And um, I mean, so far, the marketing team has done a good job. They were able to get my book into um, Buzz Books by Publisher Week, oh, nice. Publishers Marketplace. Yes. Mm. Uh, so there was an ex- excerpt in there, and mm. I got an early Net Galley release. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been great. So, I mean, like pretty much like my attitude is like, I'm not really expecting anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful for whatever does happen. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that some big TikToker will find it and post yeah, about right? it and go yes. viral, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, but as far as marketing like myself, um, like I've introduced myself to my local bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. And I do try I've tried TikTok I think I've got one <laughs> TikTok video up there I, and my face isn't even on it um I mean I'm more Instagram so okay, okay. More, yeah. okay yeah I'm not really I don't know I'm not really doing much I'm just letting the marketing team handle it I mean I think they're they're pretty good actually about um marketing romance books which is mm-hmm. great um I go into my bookstore there's shelves of Berkeley books on there. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. filled with Berkeley books, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I know it's, I guess, like for the long haul, I'm thinking of, um, you know, just building up. I don't expect that this book, I'm hoping that this book will get me up there to for Oprah to call. Um, but maybe if not this book, the next one or the one after that. So just yeah. as long as I can keep on writing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's yeah. such a healthy goal. Like, yeah, I feel like you can list all of the like amazing things, like the book clubs, the like movie adaptations, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like just to for someone else to give you another contract is like that's a win because that even that is hard enough, right? Like, yeah, um, like just to keep getting to do this is is a victory. That's I do want to come back to that 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 comment you made, Avery, about how. Like sometimes it feels like the fate of the book is decided like nine months in advance. Cause I think, you know, mm. listeners may not know um, a lot of that, 
a lot of like the big distribution and marketing stuff like does happen like months and months before the book even comes out. So, mm. um, you know, sales teams are pitching to like the major bookstores, um, you know, they'll, the bookstores will decide like how many copies of the book to buy and if it's going to get, you know, a premium placement, all that stuff happens like nine months at least, you know, before a book is coming out. And like, right. that's kind of like is what it is. Um, you know, publishers internally will quote unquote launch a book um, to their marketing and publicity and sales teams um, about a year before the publication date. So your editor comes and gives, you know, an excerpt or the whole manuscript and, um, you know, the cover, if there's one already, um, you know, some high level like marketing ideas, like a pitch of the book and, you know, the powers that be kind of discuss, you know, all of their books in that season and figure out like, who's going to get what, you know, they have resources, they have plans and teams and um, budget, you know, for certain types of promotion. And they have to kind of split it up among, you know, the books that are coming out that season. So um, all that happens way in advance. And it's it can be kind of hard as an author to navigate that because, um, you know, it feels way too early to be trying to like build buzz and hype for your book or do any sort of like, you know, notice me, but at the same time, like it's hard to know that those meetings are going on and not feel mm. like you need to be like, pick me, like I'm over here, like I've got some Goodreads ads, I've got, you know, some followers. Yeah. And so it's just like, what do you, what do you do? Like, you, like it, it feels, it feels crazy to be like, you know, doing the, doing the song and dance that early, but it's also like, are they paying attention? Like, are they visiting my Goodreads page? Are they checking me out on Twitter? Are they, you know, seeing if there's appetite and energy around, you know, my quick, my quick pitch of my story? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. For mental health, probably just like try to burn it all down, probably is the answer. <laughs> but for selling books, I don't, I don't know. It's really hard. Do y'all have thoughts on that? I don't, yeah, it's hard. I just, like, I pretend that stuff doesn't exist. So <laughs> I think I think that is the answer. I think that is the yeah. answer. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah, like I'm always surprised when something does happen. Um like I mean it's just like even selling the book. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> we it's like my agent, she's great. We she sold it. Um like we went on sub. Say like two or three days later, she had texted me I was asleep and she sent me a message. She's like, Are you awake? And I was like, Oh, I am now. <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> yes what do you have to say no yes. that's right, <laughs> right. So like, what a way to start for, for you absolutely <laughs> what is going on yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like pretty much anything that happens I'm just I'm just surprised mm-hmm. and grateful um I mean you know I really I really want people to read my book and to love it um but I mean at the end of the day like I never even thought that I would get this far I had mm-hmm. hoped certainly um so I'm just trying to trying to enjoy the ride and um you know hope that they do have big plans for my book I want to I would love to see it in Target I could totally see your book in Target Edda like it's such a perfect Target book (laughs) yes yeah yeah books yeah belong in Target and everywhere else I love it And yours too, Jill. Yours was great. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah. Oh, you too, Jill. Oh, oh yeah, my, my book. Well, I don't, I feel like I mean like even though we're in this, even though we're in the same year, it's like I Jill's like, here too. No, I feel like y'all are the seniors, and I'm like the like freshman, like maybe sophomore, because your books are coming out like n- next quarter. Like your books are coming out like first quarter of 2024, hey. and mine is like September. So I'm like, what's really? going on, guys? Like 
What, what are your covers like? Like, oh, cool. It you, is you wild. It is wild this pre-orders that you are putting between yourself I don't... and other <laughs> debuts who are coming out mere months before you. But it feels, it feels, it feels like a huge gap because I'm like, ooh, pre-order links, that's, ooh, that's and that cool. is fair well, though because like, a, a lot yeah. does happen in between yeah. that time. Exactly. Yeah, it's just wild that that is a truth. That yeah, you're like wow, it really is. They're yeah. in a totally different. They're they're over there. They're yeah. Up, I'm like, up. oh, they're the, they're yeah. the grown ups, and I'm like, yeah. I have a word doc. You want to see my word doc? <laughs> like it's not even like a locked PDF. Like it's still like I can make any change I want. <laughs> yeah. The power is like, still in your hands. Yeah, whereas you like Edna has like now. formatted past pages with like the print hash hatches and all this stuff, and I'm like, Mm-mm. like I can change my main character's name tomorrow if I wanted. <laughs> Beautiful, it's great. Don't don't do it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I will. I will wish I could still change things in a few months. I'm sure that's that's a really good point. I know we talked a little bit about going through libraries, bookstores, and introducing yourself as an author. What has that been like for y'all making the jump from like emailing and on Zoom and like that kind of stuff to looking a human in their face and saying, I'm an author, care about that? It's it's been it's been a little bit terrifying. Yeah. If I'm being quite honest. Yeah. Um, um <laughs> With, well, in, in terms of the, the process of connecting like libraries and bookstores, um, my publisher was very, as soon as I got my ARCs, they were like, go out into the world and connect with the, the book people that are close to you. So, so I did those rotations and, and it was, it, I don't know, it, it made me flash back to like being in high school, trying to apply for colleges, like trying to con- mm. convince these people that you respect, that, that you are of interest and that they should yeah. take a look at you and consider you. And, you know, we put all of my arcs in these gift bags with like pretty paper and little handwritten notes and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's just, it was just, it tried to make it very sweet and intentional about it. But still, it's, it's a little terrifying because especially growing up, you get used to people kind of not demeaning, but almost infantile, like, what is the word? In- infantilizing? Mm-hmm. That may be the word, or or just making you feel small for wanting to be a writer, mm-hmm. um, for for you know kind of patting mm-hmm. you on the head. It's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. sweet. No, what what are you really going to do? Right. So now trying yeah. to approach people as a professional is like, no, yes, this is what this is what I do, and mm-hmm. I need you in order for this to continue. <laughs> right. Um. That that's been a bit of a terrifying experience, but mm-hmm. also everyone is it, book people are so supportive and get so excited for you and for, for whatever it is that's happening with you. Mm-hmm. So that that's mm-hmm. been, that's been a great part of it. You know, getting, seeing that people can be so excited and they don't know anything about you or the book, but yeah. still be willing to support has, has been great. Yeah. Um, what is that? And we haven't done any readings or really events yet. I had um, a webinar maybe a, a few weeks ago with some other historical fiction authors, cool. which was also terrifying because some of these people were, were heavy hitters, like, mm. like full on professionals who have, you know, 12 books under their belt and they're just, you just fully being in this writing career. And I'm this little debut, you know, with, with, with one book coming out and, and they're talking about their 15th book and a six <laughs> book series. And, 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 and wow. it's, it, that was very intimidating, but again, mm-hmm. it's, it, very early on you see that how supportive everyone is and how Mm -hmm. they just everyone just wants everybody else to succeed Mm -hmm. um 
And, and a little bit of an aside, but that what you were saying, um, Beatrice, about what it's like having somebody kind of look you in your face, yeah, like breathing your air, talking about <laughs> your book. I work at a uh, optometry school, and one of my one of the students who, who we're, we're um, we've been pretty close, and she's reading the book, and mm. this, this this person came into my office and just sat down, and was like, "So I've read three hundred pages. I have notes." <laughs> And it, was, it was terrifying. I, I, I was seized by this very existential dread. Like, you're going to look me in my face right here mm-hmm. and tell me your thoughts and opinions? Like, yeah. yes, I have many of them. And she's just oh reading gosh. them off. And, and yeah. it was it was so scary because this is this is beyond the point of, of feedback that you can then take right. and put into the book. And yeah, the book is, is, is finished at this right. point. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it, it really brought home the idea that this this product... And this project is about to be perceived, like mm-hmm. perceived broadly yeah. and yeah. widely. And it's, yeah. it's past the point where you can take feedback and try to, you know, make it into something that everybody's going to like. Yeah, you know, People mm-hmm. are going to have notes and thoughts and opinions and feedback. And at yeah. this point, all you can do is embrace it and take it mm-hmm. and, and, and acknowledge it. And you can't, you can't try to try to change what the book is anymore. Yeah. And that, yeah. that was, that was, that was a whole wake up call. And I'm still not quite over it yet. <laughs> I so I haven't gotten any physical arts yet. Um, I don't. I'm hoping that I will. So far, I have gone to my local bookstore, and yeah, it was it was super scary. Um, mm. I bought a book and I was checking it out, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, real speaking of books, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real oh smooth. my gosh, real smooth." <laughs> It was so scary. Uh, but yeah, they were they were just so nice. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, romance books here. So I mean, it, it was so they were so nice, and um, I was surprised when I went back a couple of weeks later that um, they the person had actually recognized me. They're like, hey, you get your publicist oh, reach out to us. I yeah, like, they know me. That's um, awesome. You made it. That's yes. awesome. Um, yeah, sweet. I haven't reached out to anybody yet. Um, or anybody else. Um, I did have a couple of friends, like I had with my past pages, I had printed them and I showed my friends. I'm like, okay, go ahead and read the first page. So if they're reading, I'm just watching them. I'm like, okay, what do you think? It's funny, huh? Right, <laughs> right exactly. exactly. Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? <laughs> See what a good writer I am? I'm yeah. so good at this. Yes. Tell me I'm good at this. <laughs> yes. Like you that? agree, yes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We agree I'm the best. So now yes. that I'm like getting close to like line edits being done and stuff and it's like, you know, there might be typos or word changes, but like the story is kind of locked. Like friends are now like more aggressively asking me for like the PDF and stuff. Like people that I know in like real life. It's such a weird balance between like not wanting to be perceived and like, I will never send this to you <laughs> to like, okay, you can have it, but you have to like live text me <laughs> every single page, right? Like maybe that's the bargain is like, you're allowed to read it if you tell me everything you think about it the entire time. Yes. Yeah. Actually, can you just do inline comments for me? Just like, just yes. Like... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's really hard. It's awesome. And I feel like too, like when I first got the book deal, there was like this urge to go immediately to bookstores and libraries and be like, I'm an author. And it's like, yeah, in like two years, right? And so like now that like things are kind of starting to progress, like, I guess there's like, did you, you guys didn't stop by and say like, hey, you can get arcs on like Edelweiss or like there was no like, like check out my book or it's more like thinking about like events and stuff. Yeah, for me, it was more so for advance. Uh- no, similarly. And and 
Memphis is a great book community, but we have very few bookstores. So mm. like once you visit a store a couple of times, you become pretty familiar with, with the person and they become pretty familiar with you. So kind of along those same lines as Edda said, um, it was more about what are we doing when the book launches? Yeah. Like everybody was already under the impressions like, okay, yeah, we're on board. So, cool. so how, how, do we, how can we make some money? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that, 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 was the, that was the shift. After yeah, that. that's great. I mean, nothing wrong with that. That's that's great. Okay, I have advice for authors who are who want to work on introducing themselves to people in real life. I need this. Yes. Go to probably library because the books there are free. Go to a library and introduce yourself to the librarian as I'm an author. I am thinking of writing a picture book about trees. Can you help me find a picture book about trees? Oh, interesting. Now you are now they are invested in a different way. You are involving mm-hmm. them in a like conversation and you're introducing yourself in like a really organic way. And I, like I did that for the first time. It was terrifying, but <laughs> very smart, I think, because I it like was very that. it was very like organic. Like yeah, hey, I'm, it's real. I'm an author. I'm looking for picture books that I want to write about a picture book about trees. Can you help mm-hmm. me out with that? Yeah. And especially at a library, they are excited yeah. to, yeah. you know, find a book for you because you're an author and because they love books there. So yeah. that's, that's my cool. advice. I no, like that. Uh, that's great. Feel free it's, to do with that what you will. I love that. That's great. And then it gets everybody involved. So like a year yeah. later. People yeah. And this is like, a conversation. Yeah. As opposed, yes. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to a, I'm an author. <laughs> yeah. right? And that's all you I know? got. And and, then, and that's it. And then this yeah. is much more of a and let's talk. Yeah, I like right. you know. So yeah. that's my that's my I advice. Like that. I like that that's very good. Thank you. Yeah, it can yeah. feel so like transactional. Like so, I really right. like that because it's yeah. Like, true, and that's like, why I said yeah. libraries better. Books the books are free. I find mm-hmm. librarians oftentimes have a, a little bit more of a like they their library is much more of a like home base for them. Yeah. And I really like the local aspect of a library. Yeah. You can go to yeah. a local library. Yeah. Then you are also introducing yourself to this community at large mm-hmm. and in a way that a bookstore is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, so that's my advice. I love that. Uh, our wrap-up question is, what is something you'll do differently for your next book now that you've gone through this experience? That That's a very interesting question because it feels like when you're still in the experience of the yeah. day to year, you you yeah. don't you don't know yeah. what's even working yet. You don't <laughs> you, you have no idea how <laughs> any of this yeah. is going to turn out. Very good. And, yeah. and it, that 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 makes it you know terrifying working on the book two process as well. Yeah. Because yeah. you're you're kind of waiting to see how will book one make its impact and how yeah. can I do I need to mimic that in book two? Do I need to right. go completely different in book two? Right. And mm-hmm. and but I guess on a practical level, in terms of what I feel like I'll probably do differently next time around, is just internally try to lean on my instincts and experience mm-hmm. a bit more. I mm-hmm. feel like going through this first process, every step of the way, I felt deeply inadequate <laughs> and, yeah. and thought constantly, mm-hmm. like, I can't, I cannot do this. Yeah. I am not meant to do this. This is, yeah. I'm, this is 
I have to stop it. We just stop everything. Stop. Yeah. We can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. And and I think you know you get to you spend so many years working and dreaming and striving for this, and then once you're in it, there's that imposter syndrome, of course, thinking that mm-hmm. this has all been some mistake. And eventually, right. someone will wake up and tell you that that you're in the wrong room. Right. And yeah. and mm-hmm. I think with book two or this next experience. Um, acknowledging that this is your life now and that you have Mm -hmm. achieved this this is your Mm -hmm. profession this is your job it's not a dream anymore it's the means by which you make your way in the world and and really really internalizing that Mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, for me um like what Avery said it it has mostly to do with imposter syndrome um you know like I feel like they're gonna be like you wrote this and they put it on shelves okay <laughs> great um so I mean for me it's going to be mostly believing like yeah this is I mean I'm an author it's what I do right so um mm-hmm. just pretty much believing in myself and um if I have questions um I mean I tell myself I'll actually take it to my agent or editor instead of inundating the slack group like mm-hmm. people were there but <laughs> right um yeah, I mean, just try to be a little bit more, um, you know, assertive or like you, like you're graduating, you know, you know, longer mm. a newbie in publishing. Yeah. Um, even though it still right. feels like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like even like years from now, I'm going to have questions, um, but just, you know, try to rely on the things that I have learned so far. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yes, um, thank y'all for being here. We talked a little bit about um, your social media handles. We'll do those one more time. But I also want um, for you guys to share your titles one more time and also the pub date. So um, the title is The Mayor of Maxwell Street coming out January 30th, 2024. Um, In terms of websites and social media, um, I do have a brand new, shiny brand new website, Mm -hmm. um, averycunninghamauthor.com. I can be found on Instagram and TikTok at averywritesbigbooks and then Twitter. If, if you're still lingering there, um, at AA underscore Cunningham. Um, mine is The Kiss Countdown. It comes out April 9th, 2024. Um, my website is edaeaston.com. And you can find me on Instagram at edawritesromance. And um, Twitter, uh, no, well, I mean, I have Twitter. It's author Edda. <laughs> I'm not there very much. Don't look, for, don't look for you there, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, I don't I do have... look for me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a TikTok. It is at author Etta. Um, and again, I've got like like four videos, but I mean, maybe one of these days oh, you'll see one that's gone viral. I don't know. <laughs> Etta's on Instagram, y'all. You've heard it here. Yeah. So start, start there. Start yeah. there if you're looking for Etta. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend.